Hey, this is Leo Laporte, the tech guy, and you're listening to my friends at On the Horn, the Hartford Online Radio Network. Hey, everybody, it's time for Open for Business. This is episode number 71, recorded this day, Wednesday, the 17th of June, 2015. We're going to be talking about models in all shapes and sizes. I'm Ken Cook, and today we are rebooting the old Open for Business podcast. As I said, we're going to talk about business models and getting you the key numbers you need to focus on. And we're going to listen to Brian Parker delete his online history. All that and more next on Open for Business. Bandwidth for Open for Business is provided by Amazon S3 Storage. Amazon S3 is storage over the internet. Highly scalable, reliable, secure, fast, and inexpensive, all from a name you trust. Amazon. Find out more at aws.amazon.com. And by Sandits Travel. More than just booking tickets, it's travel management. Businesses across the country use Sandits Travel to save money and track spending. Find out more at sandits.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Open for Business is back. I'm Ken Cook, and I'm happy to be here. Joining me in the studio, running the show, and pointing out all the things I'm doing right and wrong is our friend and leader, Brian Parker. Brian, how are you, sir? Good afternoon, sir. Always good to see you again. Good to be seen. Good to be back here. For those that don't remember, Open for Business is all about entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs growing their companies and us finding ways to help them do that. And that means a lot of discussions, a lot of interviews, a lot of conversations with people. And we're going to get into a whole bunch of stuff over the months and week, uh, weeks and months ahead. Uh, today is all about business models. And I have to tell you that it came about because of a conversation with Brian. He went and visited a client who has a for-profit business dealing with autism. And it struck me as intriguing. But before we get into that, let me give you a couple of things that you can anticipate in the weeks and months ahead. Besides the business models, which is something we'll touch on today, we're going to look at marketing. Marketing being a lot more than just Don Draper ad slogans. We're going to look at sales. And believe it or not, I've got a very strong opinion here. Stop selling. Start building relationships because when people know, like, and trust you, as the phrase everybody uses, it becomes a lot easier for someone to buy something from you instead of you having to sell them on something. We're going to talk about organizational structures and resources. There's lots of expertise out there to hire when needed, and you don't have to bring the overhead on board. Uh, think Fiverr.com. Uh, think rentanerd.com. There's a whole bunch of resources you can tap into. We're going to talk about technologies, information, and resources on almost anything instantaneously. And last but definitely not least, we're going to talk about social media, the virtual connectivity with anyone, anywhere, how you do it, what you do with it, those being the real keys to making it effective. But enough of the anticipation and let's get real let's talk about business models when you think about a business model it's really a simple question how are you gonna make money you sell products the thing that rules the day are the gross margins uh, are you producing it for enough money that the price point that you're gonna charge for it gives you money to carry your costs, the administrative costs, and also make a profit at the end. If you're going to sell personal services, we're talking about hourly optimization. 
Uh, I've been a consultant and worked with consultants for decades. And the best I ever saw out there had about a 70% optimization, the 30% being admin, overhead, marketing, sales, etc. Talk about selling knowledge. That's about taking what you know and finding ways to get it out there. What's your distribution methodology? And how do you license it to the marketplace? All of it around solving a need. Think about Uber. Uber does not own a car. None. Yet they are the fastest growing transportation company in the world today. Alibaba. Alibaba has no inventory. None. What is Alibaba? Because, you know, only because I'm a tech nerd, I know what Alibaba is. Only, but I'm not sure if that's everyone here. Alibaba is the Amazon in China. Yeah. That's the simplest explanation. I are mean, they in China or are they in India? I think they're in China. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And they are, oh, I love this. He's got the net coming up. Here we go. Alibaba. Trade safely with the world. Global trade starts here. And they... Categories, apparel, textiles, auto, electronics, machinery, gifts, sports, toys, home, lights, construction, health, beauty, etc., etc. Yet none of it they own. They just bring people together and connect them with someone who wants something and someone who's selling that something. It's kind of a mesh between Craigslist and Amazon. Good analogy. Yeah, it is. It is a way to... Uh, Bring the world together. And that's, the, again, the beauty of technology. Chinese e-commerce company. Consumer to yep, consumer. Like, how do you say that? Hangzhou? Is that how you say it? Hangzhou, where are you? Right here where the... Oh, gotcha. Hangzhou, China. Yeah. I don't know where Hangzhou is, but that's it. I bet you if our good friends over at Wikipedia... <laughs> well, I'm going to click on it. It's right there. there it's sort go. of like uh, it's kind of mid-China. All the way on the coast, like everything is. Yeah. But... Uh, Okay, there it is. And now today in geography. Very cool. In world geography. That would be a great show too. World geography? Yeah. <laughs> At least in America. <laughs> where are you going to go with that? Well, you know, because we don't really know where anything is. That is unfortunately true. Have you seen the um, the HBO show with, uh, what's his name there? The old Daily Show guy? Uh, um, not John Stewart. That's the, that's uh, the John Oliver. John Oliver. Oh, I love John Oliver. Uh, he, he does a thing where every once in a while, if he talks about anything that has to do with like South America, mm -hmm. um, he'll be like, and then in Bolivia, and you know, he'll tell the story. But I know you don't care about that. Most importantly, because you thought that this was Bolivia, and like he changes like the, the highlighted country, and this is Bolivia. No, actually, it was the first one I just did. Like so, it's just kind of kind of fun. Anyway, that's what I think would be. Fun. That would be fun. Um, but that would be an interesting business model to make that kind of a show work. <laughs> <laughs> but I did like, when I was reading over this thing, I did like this, um, you know, we have the different types of selling products or you're selling a service or you're selling knowledge or you're solving a need. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, you, you do think about that. If it's a product, the only thing that matters is what your margin is. Yeah, that really is it. Based upon what you can sell it for versus how much it costs you to uh, to get it in your hands to sell it. Um, and then the personal service was, you know, I always think of this as like, I don't really know what on the horn is. Are we a personal service? We're sort of, you know, entertainment is what we are. So I guess that would be under service. And so we have to do like hourly optimization, but that's completely not what we're doing. If you look at it, how yeah. we actually do sales, we're selling products because we have inventory of time to to sell. Oh, I think of it totally different. Oh, good. I think we're a knowledge center. 
A knowledge center. Yes. Mm-hmm. Knowledge and entertainment center. Okay. We're going to fool the world, sir. <laughs> you guys are in deep trouble. Yes. Yes. But we do have Fair the warning right to the audience. Yes. Great. We're like Wikipedia. Take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah. But we, uh, we make money through the downloads and the distribution and people who are interested Correct. Yeah, I guess they, we, we don't do licensing, but we do distribution. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, we could also say it's gross margin. How much does it cost me to produce a show would be my yeah. um, my initial cost. And then my margin would be how much can I sell out of that thing. Absolutely. No, no, no. All of the, all of the variables apply in almost all instances. However, there is always the key metric that's most important. I did a uh, panel discussion at the Connecticut Business Expo a couple weeks back. I uh, um, had three very good entrepreneurs. You know Dave Evans? Um, Dave Evans is uh, he's a programmer, isn't he? used he? to be Geo Software. Yeah. yeah, and then he does like, uh, like online tickets or something like that. That's what he's doing now. He's yeah. got an online ticket company. He's, I mean, he's had it for years, I think. And I think before he had Geo Software, that's exactly. what he and his brother did, so... Yeah, and he was on the panel. I had Chris Allen, who was I devi- or basically any applications for iPhones, and he oh I think we apps. have we interviewed uh, interviewed him before way back yeah. yeah way back yeah I what now how how is he did you like him he, I didn't like or dislike I only met him that day I'm sorry not really him I'm sure he's a lovely guy did you like his service his business model um I thought it was kind of extremely niche I'm sitting there saying to myself do I really want an app on my phone to tell me when my grilled chicken is done because I definitely want that you do want that oh that I definitely do in fact and I I grill I grill I grill yeah um that's what he does oh you know what I'm thinking of a different guy okay I'm thinking of a different guy he makes yeah he makes the internet of things he makes hardware the internet of things exactly internet of things yes okay um, Which was a new term for me. I'd never heard it before. Now, we had interviewed someone, I can't remember who it was, who was like, uh, you know, get peer-to-peer, which is Ken Cook's company, get peer-to-peer uh, an app, and I'll show you how to do it for, you know, 1200 bucks or something yeah. like that. Um, I uh, I can't remember his name. But, Him I didn't think a lot of, frankly. I mean, I, I'm, again. And I'm glad it's his anonymous. business. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh no! I'm gonna look it up, and then we're gonna there. We go. Out. We're gonna rant. But you know, on the, one of the problems was <laughs> it was uh, it was uh, it was just you know, th- basically uh, he's he's creating the about your company page mm-hmm. in an app, and that was it. Like yeah. if we wanted to do, because I was really thinking about it. You know what? This could be kind of cool if we could get an on the horn app yep and then it updated the rss feeds and all that kind of stuff and let me tell you rss feeds a very old technology going yeah. all the way back to 2002 it's not like it's a new thing uh they couldn't they didn't have any idea how to get it done and i'm like are you kidding me yeah. like that is the easiest thing in the world but, but chris's company's cool chris i i like very much chris i yes i interviewed him just recently the uh, second pivot or third? I, actually, this show has pivoted a lot, so I don't really know yeah. what where we are. But just before you came in, as of last week when I was doing the show by myself, I had to interview folks, and I actually had him on. Did you ever? Did you listen to that? Interview? I did not hear that one. Um, I can tell you 
What is this show called? Open for Open Business. Open for Business. Yeah, I'm looking at my uh, categories here. This is the best thing about having a blog is that it automatically categorizes things and it organizes does. me. So last week we talked to, uh, to Johnny Mac. Before I that, Devices That Know You. I Devices That Know You. This is all the way back in November of last year. Uh, last year. Okay. So, yeah, very nice. Very Internet nice. of Things. That, that was fascinating. And uh, the other person on the panel was Stacy Cohen from Co-Communications marketing advertising firm oh yeah do i know i i remember co-communications jess lyon is the maybe jess lyon is is the gal that, that i knew yeah and um they're not in the same spot i used to pass them because they were on like a major road and i don't i didn't i thought they had moved out of the area but they're still yeah, around they're still around i have not seen them at all that's interesting but what was fascinating about the panel when you s were talking about the different attributes of business models one of the members of the audience asked the appropriate question, look, I'm been able to get my business up and running. I'm making some money at it. I want to take it to the next level. And I'm thinking of cashing in some account somewhere and putting 25 grand of my own money into the company on top of what I've already put in. How do I make sure that I get that money back Yeah. to a person? Everybody said, make sure you know what your numbers are. Follow the yeah. data. Do not do it by passion. Do not do it because you're wishing and hoping. It's all about the numbers. Yeah, that's very true. And any business model has to be about a one or two, maximum three numbers, no more. Ooh, okay. So how would you, what, what are the most important numbers? Like, do you use ratios when you talk about numbers? Or is it just like, you know, number of, like if people were doing it, you know, number of downloads, number of shows, and... I don't know. What else would you do? Um, Download shows and if mouths to feed. <laughs> the variable that drives your revenue is the number of downloads. So that's the number I follow. Right. Yeah. Okay. The variable for me in peer-to-peer -peer that drives revenue is recruiting new members and keeping members once they're on board. So I follow two numbers, my retention rate and my cost of acquisition. Yeah. That's the cost it. of acquisition is always more expensive than retention. Without a doubt. So, so spend a little bit extra because it's cheaper to keep guys around. So we have a lesson before uh, we finish this conversation up. Some okay. questions to always ask yourself. Yes. One, what problem are you solving? Great. What if problem do I solve? Entertainment. Um, I want to be entertained. Entertainment, that's, guess, yeah. Maybe that's, well, maybe that's my problem is that I just, I just think of it as like a fun little Well, you're an entertainer. Thing. Is you love to entertain. You da, love to da, be on. Da, 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 da. But so, you also provide value. Your content is valuable. Uh, yeah, well, you know what? And it's for sort of the podcasting um, folks. Yeah. There's certainly folks that only listen, not only listen, but there are folks that listen to podcasts, listen to podcasts. It's yeah. not like they only dabble in it. They listen to a lot exactly. of podcasts. And then people who don't listen to podcasts don't even know what a podcast is. Exactly. It's, it's one of those things. So what I do provide, what problem I am solving is there's a lot of podcasts out there that like just don't sound good, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like the quality and stuff. So that's, I'm easy on the ears. You are. I'm rough on the eyes, but I'm easy on the ears. That's why it's a podcast. And it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, audio only. Is it worth solving? No. I have found that it's not <laughs> worth solving. That's question number two, by the way. <laughs> 
it is worth solving. People want content. Focusing on the problem, there are. This is an interesting one because I was thinking about this today. Is there anyone else focusing on the problem? I was thinking about uh, kind of mentorships, yeah. surrounding myself with folks who are uh, high in the business acumen. Yep. But also, is there someone that is doing exactly what I do or something extraordinarily close to it that is more successful to me that I sort of that I want to Aspire be like to be? Yeah. And uh, and I had this little thing, you know, uh, as I am aspiring to be a little bit higher, maybe someone else is aspiring to kind of come up to my level and I'm yep. reaching up to. So it's this nice little. Well, the curious thing about the podcast world is, is it's not a uh, it, it's not a choice where someone loses if you win. It's an accumulation marketplace, meaning the more content that's out there, the better it is for everybody. So if you find someone that you aspire to be like, or you think they're doing it and there are things you can learn from them, absolutely latch on because if you get better, they'll have a broader audience for their podcasts as well. So, I agree. So it's a big growing market. The question being, are you better? Uh, there has to be something distinctive about you and your business model, not you, Brian, but you generic and the business model you have that makes people when it comes to decision points say, okay, I can take product A or product B. I'm going to take product A because it's got the attributes I'm looking for. What do people pay? And is it enough to make it worth your while? That's the margin question. So all of these attributes come to play in your business model. And when you sit down and decide that you want to either start a business or take an existing business and grow it, pay particular attention to the model because that's going to, that is by definition, what's going to define how much money you make and whether you make it in the time frame that makes it worth your while. Cool. Yeah. I like it. Now, do we want to give everyone a, a, a project for next week? Do you want to give them homework assignments? Homework assignments? All right. I want everyone who downloads this podcast to call in next week. Oh, Dial everyone, in. We're going to keep Brian very busy. <laughs> and tell me what your number is. I want to know what your model is and what your number is that you're going to pay attention to. So if you want to know what the phone number is, because I've actually forgotten it too. So it is um, <laughs> 860-266-HORN. So 860 H-O-R-N, or that is 4676. Or you can also get us at uh, On the Horn 500 on Skype, which yeah. is how you're going to be on anyway. Right. Actually, if you Skype in, that is so much better because the audio quality is better. And since I've already said I like audio quality. There we go. That's where we want to go. So it'll be 2 o'clock next Wednesday on that. I want to hear from anybody out there. What's your number? And let's talk about your model and see if it makes any sense. You want to talk about some other stuff or go? Yeah, let's talk about whatever you want to talk about. Cool. I found I, I found a whole bunch of articles that interested me this week, but one of them that I absolutely love. I'm going to read uh, the headline of the article. This is from the Business Journals, the company that owns all like 40 plus business journals around the country. Small business second only to military and public confidence. Guess who ranks last? I don't know who. All right. We'll get to the last. Just to give you some numbers real first. 72% uh, of Americans have a lot of confidence in the military. 67% confidence in small business. Number three on the list, 
is for the police. Competence in organized religion, 42%. When was this done? Was this done how recently? Um, it came out on June 16, 2015. Okay, so it is pretty recent. I was just wondering. It's if like yesterday. It'd be interesting to see if it was uh, like two months ago, if they had a poll for it, to see where that police number came. Police rank number three in confidence. Their 52% is down from 57% historical average. Okay. Well, historical average, that's significant. Yeah. You're Organized thinking, religion yeah. is down 40% from its historical average of 55%. Really? Yeah. I wonder why that is. And schools have dropped nine points to 31% from their previous of 40. Thank you, Kardashian family. 21% confidence in big business. Below organized labor of 24%. Below organized labor? Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, banks dropped 12 points from their historical average to a competence score of only 28%. Dead last at 8%. Eight. Congress. 8%. Wow. 8%. And that's up from recent polls. <laughs> now, in comparison, the presidency? Yeah. Give me a guess. I like... Uh, competency of president obama percentage of confidence in the presidency in comparison to congress well i don't know i would say that 45 percent approval rating so whatever that would be 33 percent confidence in the presidency as an institution oh as an institution yeah and the supreme well, that's almost Court. perfect that's almost perfect How's isn't that? it there's three branches of government <laughs> i don't think He's they're splitting it up i don't think they're splitting it up no, that one was 33, and the Supreme Court was 32%. That's perfect. It's mm. Congress. The problem is Congress. And I you know, know why podcasts work? Because only 24% have confidence in newspapers, and only 21% have confidence in television news. It's true, which is why I will be hosting the nightly news tonight. The new Brian Williams. I'm the new, I'm the Brian Parker. There we I'm are. I'm taking over for Lester Holt. I'm tuning in. <laughs> I got yeah. nothing else to do What? Found another one. You want to talk about interesting ways to go after pieces of the market. Okay. A uh, company bank in Philadelphia called Univest, $2.2 billion institution, has turned to the cloud to increase efficiency in its small business lending. What they ended up doing, um, traditionally, a $250,000 loan is not a big deal for banks. Because it costs as much to do that as it does a million-dollar loan or a oh, two-million-dollar okay, okay. loan. I mean, it's still a big deal. They still want it, but it's not like they're yeah. It's not to go after. Well, really, I mean, I don't know. I mean, two hundred fifty thousand. You figure that's going to be that's eighty percent of the loan, and so it's got to be three hundred plus. Well, they look at it from the underwriting. Yeah. What's it cost us to underwrite this loan? And that is a process they have to go through with credit committees and approvals and documents and everything else. And if they're underwriting a $250,000 loan, it's just as much time and effort as it is to underwrite a $2,500,000 loan. And their return is 10 times. So it, it, it doesn't, never made a lot of sense. But Univest was brilliant. They engaged the cloud banking provider Encino, that's small n, C-I-N-O, and they have an online loan platform that speeds up the lending process. An you, online loan platform. You get all a the questionnaire? questionnaires, okay. click for this document, click to this document, download PDF, scan and download it. And 
to give you the bottom line. So then numbers. you have to. The, do you bring that into someone? Like I don't understand what the. You fill it out online with. So Universe. why do you have to download anything? Well, they may need your tax returns, so you can scan your tax returns and download them. You would to upload the bank. them. Upload them. I'm Upload sorry. them to okay. Upload uh, them to the bank. I was confused about the process. Very you good. considering I screwed the words up? You should have been. <laughs> uh, but I love the results. Let me see if I can find the numbers real fast here. Uh, da, 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 yeah, here it is. The efficiency gain has been dramatic. The bank's underwriting and servicing cost has been reduced by a staggering ninety-two percent. For small business loans. 92% is a big number. It is. And their loan approval rates have increased into the mid 80 percentile. I don't know what size growth it is because they don't say it say that, but it said it's a significant improvement. And uh, the bank representative said the embarrassing truth is they didn't even really know what their approval rate was beforehand in terms of percentage approved. Oh. Now they can track it. So. That's weird. Why would they not know? Wouldn't that just be... That's a number they didn't pay attention to. So, I mean, it's just a matter of counting, important. right? I mean, like, you get the application. There's a hard there's a hard piece of data that comes in. Yeah. Just a matter of counting that as one. Yep. And then the next one is two. And then they could figure out maybe just too lazy, and now it's done automatically, and they're, it's easier to figure out. I don't know. Would, uh, I'd be interested to know if... Um, what was it? Ninety percent, ninety-two percent reduction in reduction cost. in rate. What was the uh, throughput again? There was. Um, a, you said they had, they don't count it. Well, they didn't count it, but now they know what the their, approval rate. Yeah. Uh, what percent of loan applications were approved, and now it's in the mid eighties percentile. Mid eighties. That is tremendous. Yeah. Um, there was a study done. I think it was backed by Amazon about folks buying stuff on Amazon. Where they put things into their cart, and it was the flip flop reverse of that. Most mm. people put things into their cart. Eighty percent of people put things in their cart and then don't buy it, abandon the transaction. I know that. And, and guilty as charged. That's fascinating to me. I kind of do it sometimes because I didn't want to. Like you know, I fill it up, and then I go, "No, I cannot possibly spend that much money right now." And then I reduce some things, and then I feel better, and I don't buy anything. I look but, at it and say, do I really need another golf shirt? This is why we have wish lists. Yes. I like wish lists. Maybe they just change the name. It's not a shopping cart. It's your wish list. Wish list, and then you can activate your wish list. Exactly. I don't know. That would make Well, they do, you know what they have is they have a shopping cart as well. They have it like um, where you can actually plan out what you're going to buy, but you're not going to actually pull the trigger on it. Let's see what it's called. Uh, there's another list. So there's a cart wish list. Uh, oops. It is a drop down menu. Good. Uh, registries. It's, it's something like a shopping list. Your prime. Hello, Brian, your account. Oh, here it is. Shopping list. There I have zero items there. Um, you're behaving. I'm very much bad. Well, you know what? I actually don't really use it because I, unfortunately, I do not have an 80% abandoned cart. <laughs> I probably 80% I pull the trigger. But I do have, uh, these are all my Father's Day things that I want. Here's my my, my wish list. I want, a, I want a rowing good. machine. A rowing machine's good. And I want some stuff, some dollies that I can put some of the stuff in my garage. Wow. And uh, and yet another, another four terabyte. Drive? 
My yeah, gosh. external hard drive. And then my really ugly, I really want a big, ugly Santa sweater, Christmas sweater. Because I just don't have one. Alex Stevens, do you, I saw on Shark Tank, there's a company that does ugly Santa sweaters, ugly Christmas sweaters. Oh, really? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. What, what is it called? Uh, shark? I, no, no, it was Tank. on the show Shark Tank. Ugly, ugly Christmas sweaters. Christmas sweaters. There you go. Let's see who these people are. That would be great. Tipsy Elves. That's them. Tipsy Elves. Whoa. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Don't go here with children around. There was some patriotic appeal stuff. Patriotic. Yeah, too cool for 15% off. Tiny bikinis. Yeah. Wow. That was not what I expected to see when Tipsy Elves showed and up. Single zipper jumpers. Um, <laughs> birthday boy. Oh, my gosh. That's almost too ugly. Yeah. That one's there's a, a picture bad. of yeah, well, a, a, there's a knitted Jesus Christ on a green shirt with a party hat on and a and balloon a, and a balloon and, a sh- and his shirt, his tunic says birthday boy. That's that's a little much. That's pretty incredible. I like this. See, I like this. The I can do the see now. This is where sandwiches. you should shop for an ugly Smith Christmas. Sweater. I should very reasonably priced. Not a chance I would do that. Okay. Anyway, you don't want a jumper. I don't want to jump right now. Okay. No, no, no. No, 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 no. It's All a trusted right. Google site, though. Cool. I like it. And I will give you one last thing so the people out there don't think that we're totally not serious about this. Um, another article. There was an analysis done of the top 1,000 posts on LinkedIn. And for the title hacks out there, having the word you or W or work in your title is the word work. I didn't say it properly. The word work. It's well understood that to win attention, the catchy title is the key. And who, what, when, where, why, how, or a list. Numeric lists lists. are huge. I definitely believe that it is, uh, you know, top seven things that the government doesn't want you to do in the summertime. Like, okay, uh, I should probably know about that. Yep. But uh, I, you know, I have this sort of, I don't actually hate LinkedIn, but I have this sort of uh, on again, off again relationship with it. That's how I feel about Facebook. <laughs> yeah. On again, off again. And, uh, I, you know, when I go on here, it's kind of fun, but I kind of forget how to use LinkedIn. Yeah, it is kludgy. I agree. And uh, so, like, where do I find... Like something publishes to LinkedIn, like for all the shows, and I don't know where that is. Where is that? Uh, under your profile. Under my profile. Your updates. My updates. Drop down menu, under profile. Oh, oh. Your updates. My updates. What's an update? An update is a post. There you go. Okay. Well, these are oh, these are posts that I've done in groups. Oh, these are not. I don't know then. No. Okay. Who's viewed your profile? Let's just go to my profile. This is my profile. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what I don't like? I don't like that it has all this, like, nine years of stuff or ten years of yeah whatever. Like, I, I don't need all this. I don't want people to know about my Coast Guard history. Like, what the hell? Did I, I put that out? in there? You did. I can't even remember taking that. That's amazing to me. You did put it in there. Well, look, I have 500 connection now. 500 plus 500 plus but that's like that's the maximum you can have right yeah all right 
you will fall in love with LinkedIn when we do a show on it because it is going to be all about warm introductions. Warm introductions. Yes. No more referrals. No more cold calls. No more prospecting. No more networking cattle calls. Nice. You'll find everybody you want to find through a warm introduction, and LinkedIn's the best tool in the last 20 years to do that with. Cool. All right. A couple other quick things from this top 1,000 post. 27% of the top 250 posts of the top 250 posts contained the pronoun you or your in it. Huh. Topics: psychology, career management, or talent management. Five career tips I wish I knew at 21. How much is an MBA degree really worth? Nothing. <laughs> well, I'll tell much. you now. It's worth Pretty nothing. Pretty much. Yeah. It's worth nothing. Uh, I got two of those blasted things and it does nothing for me. And for all those people out there who are hiring people to write your content for you, you're only half the time effective with that. More than half of the best performing content is just written by everyday people. Wait, someone else writes content? Oh, gosh, yes. On social media? Oh, yeah. There's people that are Who are not out. like, who are not, they're just like business owners and I don't have time for this. Yeah, or big companies hire people to write their content for them. That's weird. Yeah. I, well, I think that the whole, like, like people get jobs managing the social media of a company. Oh, yeah. And I am just flabbergasted by that. Maybe you need one or two people, uh, you know, if you're, if, you know, you're AT&T, you need one or two people in a region, um, but you don't need, like, a staff or outside help. Like, you just need a couple of folks to actually do it. Obviously, the CEO of AT&T is not going to be, he's he going to have his own Twitter account, for crying out loud. Yeah, but he's not going to write any tweets. I don't think he will, but... He's not going to write a blog post. No? Doubt it. He should. Be surprised if he did. Let me put well, it Well, you know what, though? He might be you know, good business acumen, not a good writer. So maybe that's the reason that they hire people. No, I think it's a time issue. Okay. They just don't have the time. See how these people, like, uh, have posts and stuff? Yeah. Where I know I, all these wh people. Where do I find my posts? They should show up here or... When in that drop-down menu, but it didn't. I'm not Who's sure. Your profile, your updates profile? are all your posts. It's the history of your posting. Do I only have two posts? That's it. That can't be right. Publish draft followers. It's obviously not right because I post all the time on my on my podcast resources group. I do not know. Okay. See, this is why. And then I leave LinkedIn because I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It can be frustrating as hell. Really like there's can. no way, like if I just wanted to get one title on my, on the horn uh, experience thing of where I work, mm -hmm. you know, I, I just want to delete this whole thing. How do I just delete this whole thing? I can't. What yes, do I, you can. How? Go to the top. Okay. Uh, where's edit? All right, under profile, the drop down menu. This thing? Nope. The drop down menu at the top profile. Oh, this guy here? Edit profile. Edit profile. Yeah, that's where I was. Under summary, come on, come down. Under summary, yeah. Experience a little further. Yeah. yeah. Any of this, you see the pencils? Yeah. Click on the pencil for anything you want to delete. Okay, but I want to delete this whole thing. Click on the pencil. Okay. Delete it. Uh, Just what? highlight and erase. 
But this is what I mean. Yeah, I, there's one, two, three, four, five different fields that I have to highlight, erase. It's because you filled erase, them out originally. Highlight, erase, highlight, erase. Like I should just be able to delete the whole thing. Oh, remove this position. There you go. There you go. See, you're leading me down the wrong path. I am. I'm making life so hard. See, I knew it had to be somewhere. Remove this position. Associate Director of Penavox. Remove this position. As we Brilliant. live and breathe, you were listening to Brian erase his history. <laughs> his footprint online is disappearing. Before you know it, I'm going to self-identify as a... <laughs> As an African American, he's going to work for the NAACP. <laughs> You're moving to Spokane. Are I'm going you? to move to Spokane. By the way, Spokane, really nice place. Never been there. Oh, I like the Pacific Northwest, and I get along well. I like the Pacific. I've been to Seattle a number of times, and really yeah. like that city. It's very nice. Anyway, do we have any more business stuff for these folks, or what? what? Not today. Not today. I just wanted to reintroduce the world to what we're going to be doing with entrepreneurs. I can promise you that. It is not going to be just Brian and me, but we're bringing in some exciting people to talk to over the weeks and months ahead. Very cool. And What's the uh, website that they can get you on? Uh, two of them. The one that I'm most happy and interested in right now is www.howtowho.com. And the second is the standby rock solid peer-to-peer uh, -peer advisors. Www.peertopeeradvisors.com. Very good. All right. You can also catch us on Facebook or Twitter. On the Horn 500 uh, is our handle, facebook.com slash on the Horn 500 or Twitter at on the Horn 500. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, folks. Thank you.